BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. In many ways, I became numb to the gospel and became numb to the Bible because I just read it so many times. And it wasn't until, I don't know, maybe four years ago that I read, I was going through Luke's, one of my favorite gospels. And you come to, you know, chapter nine where Jesus is talking to his disciples and he's telling them, you know, if you want to follow me in verse 23, mm-hmm. you need to take up your cross, deny yourself and follow me. Mm-hmm. And I read that and I'm like, hmm, mm-hmm. it's just like something struck a chord in me. I think it was the spirit. I know it was the spirit. Mm-hmm. And I dug deeper. And when you look at what that means to take up your cross, it means to count the cost. It means to mm-hmm. know that there's going to be suffering, but know that God is worth it mm-hmm. and that we have, a, we have a better eternal destination. Mm-hmm. And then this next part, follow me is the last part, but this middle part, Jordan, is where mm-hmm. Everything changed for me. And that's the idea of denying yourself, Mm -hmm. or in some versions says, die to yourself. And when you look at the original language, when you look at what that means, Jesus was really saying, you need to let go of personal control of your life Mm -hmm. and you need to let me in Mm -hmm. and die to yourself. You're listening to She with Jordan Lee Dooley, a personal development podcast for the everyday woman. Come invited, leave ignited. Here's your host, Jordan Lee Dooley. Hey, Jara, welcome to Sheep. Hey, Jordan, thanks so much for having me. I have been looking forward to this. Yes, so happy to have you. I'm really looking forward to this conversation. I think your story is so powerful, and I'm just looking forward to digging into it. But for those who may not be familiar with you, can you share just a little bit of your background, your health journey, and really what led you to write your book, Surrender Your Story? Absolutely. Yes. Uh, So my name is Tara Sen, as I go by on social media, and uh, my husband and I and our 14-month-old son. We live in Oregon, and to do ministry here. I have a podcast called Truth Talks with Tara, and I wrote, like Jordan said, my first book, Surrender Your Story. Uh, the subtitle is Ditch the Myth of Control and Discover Freedom and Trusting mm. God. And that came out March 2023, so just a few months ago, mm-hmm. as we're talking today. And yeah, this book, Jordan, you know this. I've read your books. I've, I've you know followed you for a while. You know that any good story, any good message is not born out of something that happened yesterday mm-hmm. or even like a few weeks ago, or sometimes mm-hmm. even a year ago, it's mm-hmm. a message that has been a part of your life for mm-hmm. forever, it mm-hmm. seems. And so that's what Surrender Your Story was. It was this realization that I came to after having a, to be super honest, a relatively easy childhood mm-hmm. of loving the Lord at a young age, smooth sailing until I was hit with a chronic illness diagnosis mm-hmm. when I was 14. Mm-hmm. And that set me into a spiral of life, just full of difficulty, full of setback, full of disappointment. Mm-hmm. And honestly, Jordan, instead of that leading me to trust God in those moments, it really actually led me to try to control Mm -hmm. and try to manipulate and get what I wanted Mm -hmm. instead of surrendering to God. And Mm -hmm. 
also through career changes, thinking I wanted to be in the medical field and now getting to do what I do. It's, it's just a life I never thought I wanted, Mm -hmm. but I'm so thankful that God brought it my way. Mm -hmm. It's just, yeah. So this book was, uh, is my story also, but it's mainly a biblical guide for helping people because we all have desires and dreams Mm -hmm. that, you know, are left unattended or they never happen. Or we all struggle with wanting to control what we want. But this message is really a call for us to be like, you know, when we actually surrender, it seems opposite, but that's actually where we find the most freedom Mm -hmm. and purpose. Yeah. Uh, It's so true. I think so many people can relate to that, whether they've struggled with chronic illness or something else that just throws them and throws them what feels like off course, you know, maybe on course for what God has for them. But when it comes to like our expectations, our plans, feeling like, wait, how did I, why am I here? You know, like what, what's going on? And just that natural reaction of like trying to control or get back to the life we thought we were going to have or the the thing we wanted and and not being able to get there it can be it can be so hard and I I mean that really ultimately eventually leads to a a surrender when you're like okay I have exhausted all my resources I'm coming to the end of myself but it it often takes us a while to get there I know in my own experience like it took me a few years to feel like I finally got to this place where it's like okay this may just be what's my what my life is you know like and Mm -hmm. it doesn't mean like a giving up and I think I want to talk a little bit about that too um I would just be curious like the difference between, in your opinion, this is kind of like something I didn't really prep you for, but I would love to hear just your thoughts on like, what is surrendering, you know, especially as we talk about this, this topic, how is that different from just like giving up, if that makes sense? Oh no, absolutely. makes sense. And I love that you, like we kind of are starting this conversation with it because I get that question a lot and they're like, well, surrender feels like I am giving up. It feels like I am just like, sitting on my hands in a way, like I'm, I'm passive. And I'm like, you know what? I get it because that's how I often feel as, Mm -hmm. as personally someone who's like super highly motivated. I always need to be moving. So when God says to surrender and like be still, it's so hard for me. But what I've learned through studying God's word is that surrender is one of the most active things you can do. Mm -hmm. And so surrender isn't giving up. Well, in a way it is, it's giving up the burden of trying to control. Mm. It's giving up frustration. It's giving up anxiety. All these things happen when we try to control. Mm. And it is giving up in a way, you know, our time and our expectation. Mm. I think expectations play a huge role, Mm. but it's a trade. I actually, instead of giving up, I like to say that it's a trade, that you are trading away these things that are keeping you in bondage by trying to control and you're trading away uh, the results that you might want in exchange for what God has, Mm -hmm. which is immeasurably more abundantly more like we're told in Ephesians three. And so, yeah, it is a sacrifice and I don't want to ever say that it's easy, but I think we need to not dwell on the trade or what we're laying down, but instead look to what we are picking up Mm -hmm. in Christ, you know? That's so good. What a, what a really helpful way and like concept to think about because like you said, Mm -hmm. there is a giving up of something to a degree, but I think when we think about it so often, we're like, oh, but if I give up on this dream, like if I surrender the dream, I'm giving up on the dream. And it's like, or you're giving over the sense of control. You're giving over the the anxiety, the the fear, all the things you're like grasping onto that are kind of keeping you stuck. And you're open. Yeah. it's more like opening yourself like, okay, God, what do you have for me? Even if it looks a little bit different, it doesn't mean you're exactly. just sitting around doing nothing. Right. Um, right so anyway, right. that's good. Such a good visual. Okay. So I know you shared a little bit about having chronic illness and I want to just park here for a second because I think a lot of people, you know, can relate to that. I know a lot of people can relate mm-hmm. to that 
And I want to know what the hardest part about coming to terms with this path that God led you to was when, you know, you realized like, this is not, well, not when you realized, when you, when you experienced it and when you're like, well, yeah. this wasn't what I had in mind for myself. Like, how would you encourage someone who is living a life they didn't expect, maybe struggling with something that they feel like they can't really move forward from, like a chronic illness or something that's kind of keeping them feeling very stuck or very discouraged? Yeah, I think it is the, the biggest thing. There's a lot of things, but I think the biggest thing is just the age old time old one of questioning the goodness of God and questioning just why, because a lot of times it comes out of nowhere really. And, or, or maybe perhaps it's been a part of your life since the day you were born, but we, we question, well, God, you have a good plan for me. God, you saved me. Mm-hmm. God, you say you have an incredible purpose for me. You say in Ephesians that I was created for good works that I should walk in them. And mm-hmm. I can't even feel, I, I can't even walk today or I can't, I can't even I can't even get through the day without hurting or without missing out on life because I'm just in so much pain or whatever that looks like for you. And so I had to walk through this moment where I really fought with God a lot, Jordan. I I yelled at him. I was mad because I said, I'm so young and life is so, it was so much ahead of me. Mm-hmm. And now it feels like it's derailed. And I really didn't feel like I didn't see a way through. Mm-hmm. I really didn't see how God was going to redeem that. But I just had to be convicted by the fact that I was putting a lot of my hope in my circumstances instead of my creator. Mm -hmm. And that I wasn't looking to some of the truths. Like we know that even Paul, we don't know exactly what it is, but he tells us that he had a thorn in his flesh. You know, we read about a lot of other people in the scriptures that had, you know, difficulties, disabilities. Um, Even Moses had a speech thing. I know that's Mm -hmm. different, but there's just so many people in God's word that, show us through their story that even though they had this deficiency, Mm -hmm. that God still used them in a powerful way. And so, you know, to someone who was living a life they didn't expect and is dealing with pain and you're missing out on a lot of life, it feels like, because you have those limitations. I've been there. I I still deal with this on a daily basis. I think I would just encourage you that God knew this is going to be a part of your story. But I also want you to know that God isn't the reason for your pain, but he's the redeemer of your pain. Mm I've had to hold on to that, Jordan, mm-hmm. because I've I've been like, God, you put me in this. Mm-hmm. You thought you would punish me. And mm-hmm. it feels like punishment. Yeah. But this is just the world we live in. This is the fact of it. Mm-hmm. But the, the grace of God is that he won't leave us alone in that. And I think it's incredibly powerful when you're in the middle of that discouragement mm-hmm. to realize that there are so many things that God is going to do through your pain that he might not do otherwise. Mm -hmm. My mom has always told me that, Mm -hmm. that there has been so much, even, even through this book, even through my ministry and what God has taught me personally, and then getting, getting to share with other people that I don't think I would have learned unless I went through this, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. So true. I can relate to that on so many levels, but I also think that the, the, the thing you said about like feeling like, God, you did this to me. Like why? I think so often we react that way. And you know, Truth be told, like like you said, God isn't necessarily causing your pain, but He's aware of it. He may be He may be allowing it for one reason or another. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you're familiar with Joni Erickson Tata, but she yes. um, she has a quote that she actually shared on the podcast, and now I share it all the time because it's so good. It says, "Sometimes God uh, allows what He hates to accomplish what He loves," and I think mm-hmm. that's so true of our suffering. Like He will allow us sometimes to walk through something He really hates to you know hates that we would have to go through and all of that too. Like He hates suffering, yeah. He hates darkness, He hates death, right? But He allows yes. us to go through things like that to accomplish ultimately what he loves, like you said, to use your story, to use your experience, to bless others, to to glorify him ultimately. And yeah. but, I, but I think what you said about like, you know, 
sometimes we want to point the finger at God and we're mad at him because we're like, you could do something about this. There's there's legitimacy to that frustration. And I remember f- struggling yes. with that, especially when I was going through recurrent pregnancy loss. Like I was like, so what are we doing here? Because like you could stop this, mm. right? And I remember a friend saying right. something along the lines of like, it's really normal to be upset with God because as much as this is really the work of the enemy, like the the decay, the darkness, the death, the hard things in the world are the result of sin, right? And entering the world. They were like, mm-hmm. you don't have a relationship with the enemy. So you don't have the expectation that he's going to protect you from things. You don't have the Ooh. hope that he's got your back. You know what I mean? And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah that makes so much sense. Like, of course you're mad at like the the sin and the the brokenness in the world that, al- that allows for these things to happen on this side of heaven. But you're not really necessarily mad at the enemy because you're not, you don't rely on the enemy. You don't trust the enemy. You don't have a relationship mm, with wow. him. So I think that's where some of that like frustration and anger can come from. And that at least helped me conceptualize because I'm like, I know I shouldn't necessarily be mad at God, but I am. So like, what do I do with that? You know, and it at least kind of helped me put some exactly. reason behind it so that I could actually kind of move forward from it versus just like feeling like I don't understand. So I don't know. I just thought I would share that too, because I think that's right in line with what you were saying. And yeah. I think that's something we sometimes need to hear. Like, here's why you might be feeling this way. And it doesn't mean God's ignoring you, but it is a natural feeling, right? Like if you feel like, you know, exactly. anyone you're in a relationship with isn't seemingly doesn't have your back right now, you know, even though he does, it may not feel like it. That's where you can start yeah. to doubt their, their trustworthiness, their faithfulness and all of that. It can be really hard to be like, sure, let me surrender everything to you where I feel like you're not even listening, you know? <laughs> so that's, yeah, the, that's exactly. the challenge. But you know, I, I think of, I think of Job a lot. I mm-hmm. think of, you know, and I don't know, over the years as I've like grown and lived more life and stuff, I realized that you know, Job, David, all these people that have gone through incredible struggles and loss and hardship and attack, and they have incredible, incredibly beautiful words that mm-hmm. they write. But also if you read deeper and you look more like their words are raw, they're mm-hmm. honest. Like Job is like, God, why did you leave me? Why did you abandon me? You know, cursing God, all these things. Mm-hmm. I mean, David did the same thing. He's like, why do you forsake me? And so their real emotions, they're real, which I think is a good reminder as well, is like, those things are fine mm-hmm. to it's okay to question God in a way. And I don't mean to, to, that leads you to disbelief in God, mm-hmm. but I've, I've heard this quote over the last couple of months and it's kind of changed my perspective on a lot of things. And I think it was in a secular context, but I like looking at it in, in regards to my faith. And it said something to the effect of the truth is not afraid of being questioned. Mm-hmm. And I thought about Jesus and like, Jesus is the way, the truth and the life. And so he is truth. He is what that means at its very core. Mm-hmm. And so any question we have, any struggle we have, God's not afraid of that. He's not afraid of our wanderings and our wanderings. He knows all of that about us. And so to not hold back, but also not dwell there, right? Like yeah. not camp out there yeah. and let that control us, but confront them with the truth. Yeah, that's so good. Did you see? My new book, Embrace Your Almost, is officially out in the world, and I can't believe it's available to you anywhere books are sold. You can grab it from Amazon or Target or Barnes & Noble or Books A Million. There's some special editions out there, too. Target has an exclusive edition. Barnes & Noble and Books A Million both have signed editions. And you can also get it at local independent bookstores. Anywhere books are sold, you should be able to find it. So if you are walking through a season of unmet expectations or disappointment or broken dreams or waiting or uncertainty, this book will bless your life. If you are not in one of those seasons, but you're just not entirely sure what's next for you, this book will bless your life. And if you have a loved one or a friend or a sister who's walking through a season like that, who's dealing with unmet expectations or broken dreams or uncertainty or waiting, this book will be such a great gift for her or something to pass on to her. So 
If that sounds like something you need or something a loved one in your life needs, grab a copy. Grab a copy from Amazon. Grab a copy from Barnes & Noble, from Target, from anywhere books are sold. I cannot wait to hear what you think. And I cannot wait to not only get this message in your hands, but also for you to pass on this message and share it because I believe it's more than a message. It's a movement. So as you listen, as you go about your day, I would love for you to put it in order, grab a copy and start reading as soon as it arrives at your door. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. With two little kids, I do most of my shopping online now, but it can be so hard to shop for things like clothes online because I never know if I'm getting good quality until it arrives. The game changer, upgrading to high quality, affordable pieces from Quince. Now I have luxury essentials that transition from one occasion to the next, and I stayed on budget. Quince has so many options to choose from, like 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and timeless 14 karat gold jewelry. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. One of my favorite items from Quince is the silk pajamas I got. They are so high quality, luxury pajamas, but not at a luxury price tag. And I just feel like they don't even compare to some of the other pajamas that I have bought online or that I've bought um, just at various different stores. And like, these are incredible. (laughs) Indulge in affordable luxury by going to quince.com slash she for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash she to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash she. Thrive Market is a go-to for all your grocery and household essentials, and the convenience of getting everything online then quickly shipped to your doorstep is a huge time saver. Thrive Market carries brands with the highest quality ingredients and sourcing methods. They restrict hundreds of ingredients across their food and cleaning categories, and you can use their on-site filters to suit your lifestyle needs. Whether you're looking for organic kid snacks, low-sugar alternatives, or gluten-free pantry essentials, you can curate your own shopping experience with just a few clicks. And when you shop Thrive Market, you are also helping a family in need with their one-for- one membership matching program. You join and they give. I use Thrive Market every single month. I get our dish detergent, dish soap, and various other just basic household essentials that are low-tox and non-tox ingredients. And it is the easiest way to get all of my favorite clean items sent right to my door at an affordable price, I should add. 
Join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash she for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash she. Thrivemarket.com slash she. Another thing I want to touch on, not to just like change gears, but I feel like this is relevant That's all too. good. Yeah. I think, you know, surrendering and letting go of control is kind of a hard topic for us to hear in our society, especially because we're often sold this idea, like you can have it all, like you, you just do X, like follow X, Y, and Z, and you'll get, you know, yeah. A plus B. Yeah. But in the book, I think it's really important because you talk about how it's central to the life of a Christian to surrender and let go. So why mm-hmm. do you say that? Like, let's dig into that a little bit more. Yes. I love talking about this. So again, a little, little backstory of, like I said, at the beginning, I have known Jesus since I was like, basically since I was born slash adopted. I don't know if you knew this, Jordan. I'm actually no. an adoptee. Oh, yeah. Okay. Which oh. I think is so fun to talk with you now yes. and in your guys' story. And um, my brother and I, not blood siblings, but we were mm. both adopted from South Korea when wow. we were six months old by wow. our parents who were going through fertility struggles. And wow. so basically since the moment they brought us home when we were six months old, um, we've known of the Lord. We were raised in that mm. environment and I'm so thankful for it. But because of that, I, I in many ways, I became numb to the gospel and became numb mm. to the Bible because I just read it so many times. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until, I don't know, maybe four years ago that I read, I was going through Luke's, one of my favorite gospels. And you come to, you know, chapter nine, where Jesus is talking to his disciples and mm-hmm. he's telling them, you know, if you want to follow me in verse mm-hmm. 23, you need to take up your cross, deny yourself and follow me. Mm-hmm. And I read that and I'm like, hmm. It's just like something struck a chord in me. I think it was the spirit. I know it was the spirit. Mm-hmm. And I dug deeper. And when you look at what that means to take up your cross, it means to count the cost. It means to mm-hmm. know that there's going to be suffering, but know that God is worth it mm-hmm. and that we have, a, we have a better eternal destination. Mm-hmm. And then this next part, follow me as the last part, but this middle part, Jordan, is where mm-hmm. everything changed for me. And that's the idea of denying yourself, mm-hmm. or in some versions it says, die to yourself. And when you look at the original language, when you look at what that means, Jesus was really saying you need to let go of personal control of your life mm-hmm. and you need to let me in mm-hmm. and die to yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where Surrender Your Story is really like that's its home base mm-hmm. because. I didn't realize that the literal life and the requirements of the disciple that Jesus was saying was actually surrendering Mm. and letting go. Mm. So what that really means is he's saying, okay, you need to realize that life is going to come with suffering. Mm -hmm. But then he also tells us later in the gospels that he came to give us an easier, lighter burden. Mm -hmm. So we know we have that hope. But then he also said, if you're going to follow me, meaning walk in my footsteps, Mm -hmm. you can't live the way you want. You have to surrender Mm -hmm. to me. And like you said, Jordan, that's super hard to hear. Mm -hmm. It's not only hard to hear because of our culture. And I feel like it's so glaringly obvious right now in our culture of manifestation and Mm -hmm. all this kind of stuff. I was going to ask about that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And uh, so it's not only because of that, but it's Mm because of our human nature. And Mm -hmm. and Jesus came to say a lot of things that are upside down and Mm -hmm. and kind of struck a chord. But he came to say the difficult things because he knew it would lead to life. And that's, yeah, that's really what that means and um, kind of the heart of surrender your story. Yeah, that's so good. Okay, so let's touch on the manifestation thing because one of the questions I was going to ask was ultimately just right along aligned with what you were saying. There's this myth of control and the idea that if we can just do X, Y, and Z, if we control everything, everything you know, according to our plan, things will go yeah. well or we'll achieve the happiness we've been looking for. You know, if we just set this goal and follow this plan, you know, however we want to position it. 
But I want to know your thoughts on like, how is this a false promise? And how are ideas like manifestation and girl bossing and all of this kind of mindset that kind of it's pretty secular and and, yeah. and running rampant throughout so much of what we consume online and things like that? How do those things play into this kind of false promise? Yeah. It, and you, you nailed it. It's a false promise. It's a myth. And mm-hmm. why I say that, and it's even in the subtitle, it's mm-hmm. ditch the myth of control. Mm-hmm. And I've had lots of conversations around that because people are like, wow, it's like a really strong word. I'm like, well, it's true. Mm-hmm. So when we look at, when we look at God's word and we look at what God has to say, there's so many verses, like even just my, my favorite one that comes to mind is Romans 11 verse 36 tells us that from him to him, through him are all things. Mm-hmm. And then we're even, we're even told in Isaiah 55 that God's ways are higher, mm-hmm. his thoughts are higher. So even just all of these things, even home base of how we were created goes to tell us mm-hmm. that the control is not ours, that our origin is not ours, that the results of this world is not ours. And we live in a culture. I mean, I love that this is a timeless message of surrender. Like even people in the Old Testament, Adam and Eve were, were learning how to trust God and we're still mm-hmm. learning to trust God. Like it's it's not, no one's exempt, but I also think it's really cool of God how this book came out in a, in a time where on social media alone, you're scrolling every day. And even as a Christian, you get inundated with these messages. I remember scrolling on reels like, a year ago or something, Jordan, and I saw one, it had a million likes. So I don't even know how many views it had, but it had a million likes. And it was this woman saying, you are the author and the creator of your destiny. Mm-hmm. She, and then she, she went on to say, you know, just put your positive thoughts to it and whatever you want will happen. Mm-hmm. And I just, and you're like, so Oh my gosh, likes. you're going to disappoint so many people. <laughs> I know, but oh, it was just so startling yeah, because yeah. It, it got so much engagement. Uh-huh. People were Cause that's what we want to hear. Yeah, exactly. It uh-huh. feeds to I hate to say it, but it feeds, it feeds our pride because mm-hmm. I've been there too. I I've had that struggle with pride and thinking that I'm self-sufficient mm-hmm. apart from God. But mm-hmm. this is, this is the damage is that we weren't hardwired, not only as Christians, but just human beings mm-hmm. made by God. We weren't hardwired to have control. And so when we do try to grasp for control, when we do try to manifest or right. I don't, I really don't think that's possible, but mm-hmm. that's another conversation. But when we yeah. try to do all that kind of stuff, really setting ourselves up for bondage. And I think we we believe manifestation and mm-hmm. control is going to free us and get us what we want, but it's actually just going to keep us away from God's purposes. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So true. Ugh, I'm so glad you said it. Cause I remember about a year ago, maybe a little longer than that. I made a post on like, stop trying to manifest your dreams and just like trust God in them and start working on them. You know, like doesn't yeah, mean, yeah. you know, to trust God doesn't mean you just sit around and wait for something to fall into your lap, right? Like you can still yeah. be working yeah. on things. But it was just this idea, and I was kind of poking at the idea of manifestation and kind of where it has holes, right? And it was so fascinating right. to see the interesting response to that. Like overall, most people were like, sure. oh, I needed to hear this because like when you point out the gaps and the holes in it, it's like, oh, yeah, obviously. But there were also right. some people really wanting to defend it. And I'm like, wow, this is like such a, the nature of the human heart, wanting to be like, no, we really can do these things, you know? And I'm like, wow, it's just the lies we've been yeah. told, you know? It's just so – it's almost kind of heartbreaking because I'm like – you know, and, and I think sometimes we may not think we're believing these subtle, these lies of like, we may not think like, oh, I subscribe yes. to manifestation or what one thing or the other. But I think sometimes our, even our frustration in certain things or our expectation of things going be- a certain way because we expected them to, or we planned them to, or we thought they would or whatever. I think that's a little bit of that lie of manifestation creeping in sometimes, even though we may not call it that, even though we may say we don't believe that. Like, I think because it's just so around us, just subtly, even in like that video that you mentioned, yeah. you know, it's like, we're yeah. hearing these messages all the time. And if we may not be calling it that, but we may be thinking like subtly, you know, kind of subconsciously like, yeah, like if I just do the right things, it should work out. Right. And like, what happens when A plus B doesn't lead to C? Like, then what do you do? You know? And I think that's where 
that's where I think the rubber meets the road. And we really are like challenged to come to this place of like, okay, well then doesn't mean I'm going to give up on, you know, what I feel like God's called me to do or whatever, but maybe I need to release what the way I think it should look, the way it should go, the timing it should work in and really let him move in the way he needs to move. So all of that is so good. I'm so thankful you touched on that. One other thing I want to ask about, and I think this is right in line with this, is the idea of patience and timing. Because I think sometimes it's easy for us us to forget that we are like walking at God's pace and sometimes we try to speed Mm -hmm. ahead. So what role does patience play in this and what's the benefit of waiting on God? I love this question. It's the hardest one. I have a whole chapter on walking at God's pace and I tell people it was the hardest one to write. (laughs) I believe it. It's like, I mean, I I got to dig into someone's life in the Old Testament, but it just, it felt personally like it was an attack from the Lord. I mean, it felt like a conviction from Uh the Lord, like, because I'm, I'm just, I'm just not like, I still struggle with this every single day. And I I write in the book that patience is a supporting character to surrender. Mm. And what I mean by that is you can't surrender without being patient, meaning you can't, you can't trust God and let him, you know, do what he wants with your life without being willing to wait for Mm -hmm. his timing. Mm -hmm. Because if we try to rush ahead, like you said, we're not living surrendered. We're actually trying to take back control. And when we talk about, you know, being led by the spirit and following God, like Luke 9, 23 says at the very end, that means following in the footsteps. It's almost like mm-hmm. follow the leader, you know, that game uh-huh. in elementary school, preschool, you're following the leader. You're not deviating. You're walking behind their steps. And so patience is this supporting character that we need, that this fruit of the spirit that we need to cultivate if we want to surrender, because mm-hmm. the biggest enemy of surrender is I think is our, is our desire for things to go quicker Mm -hmm. for our results to happen faster than God's. Mm -hmm. And so we talk about what it looks like to wait on God. We talk about what it looks like to persevere because the thing about it is we live in a culture where our attention spans are so short. Mm -hmm. Mine is, I I see it getting worse as social media gets bigger. Mm -hmm. And, but we also just see that let's say, you know, I I have a plan for my relationship status and I want to have kids by this time. So Mm -hmm. I need to get married this time. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, whatever that looks for you. Right. And we're, I I know we both in our stories have have felt that at many different Mm -hmm. points. And so we're like, okay, so what can I do to speed this up? Mm -hmm. Or, you know, how can I manipulate this? Or, Mm -hmm. well, um, I'm dating this amazing guy, but I want to get married to him tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Maybe God's telling you to wait for some reason, or Mm -hmm. I want to have kids in the next two to three years Mm -hmm. because I believe that's good for me. And then it doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, struggles come Jordan. I know you guys have walked Mm -hmm. through that. And Mm -hmm. so it's just one of those things that we look at Joseph's life in the book and how Joseph had a promise from God. We all have promises from God in Christ. We all have things that he has given us promises now and also the promise of heaven. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're similar to Joseph in that way, but Joseph had all these derailments along mm-hmm. his story. Mm-hmm. And we all have these things where it's like, Lord, you promised this is going to happen. Right. And it feels really slow. Mm-hmm. And so here's the beauty of waiting on God and the waiting he's still working. And I know you've heard that. I know mm-hmm. it's cheesy, but there are a lot of things like we're told in Romans that without the waiting, yeah. without the endurance, mm-hmm. we're not going to be improved mm-hmm. in our character. Our hope will not mm-hmm. be as strong, all of these things. And so if you want to surrender, you also, you, you don't just surrender the desires and the dreams. You mm-hmm. also surrender the timeline mm-hmm. and that's incredibly hard, oh, but yeah it goes hand in hand. Yeah, it's so good. I I love that you pointed that out too, because I think there are these very specific things in our lives that we feel like need to happen faster because of our age or because of our friends around us, like getting married, having kids, buying homes, those kind of things. Or even like some work stuff too. You know, I feel like if we're not advancing professionally, then we're going to get behind or we're not going to have opportunities or whatever. But I think these are some major areas where this can get really 
it can it almost get like scratchy is what I, the word I want to say. Cause it's like, we yeah. know like God has a plan, but then you're like, but there's like time is going by and I'm, nothing is changing. You know, like I remember yes, for years yes. I was like, I would like dread birthdays. Cause I'm like, it means another year has gone by and mm. nothing's changed. You know, and I think a lot of people can yeah. relate to that. And, um, but you know, even what you said about like children and trying to build a family and things not happening at your, you know, at the timeline you thought, you know, it's funny because like this idea of like God working while you're waiting, I think sometimes we don't understand, we know that's true, but we can't visually like comprehend it. And I, I want to share this example because this really stood out to me and, and this may be something, you know, if, from your family experience being an adoptee that you yeah. might be able to understand in a different way. But, you know, I felt like one of the f- most freeing things we did was we just like said, okay, God, however you want to build our family, like we aren't here to control the process. So like, show us what yeah, you do. Good. And yeah. in that process though, you know, now I look back and I look back at like, you know, I even think of like 2020 and just things I know through, through my story, through Noah's family story, birth, mm. you know, first family story and certain things about those details. I'm like, holy cow. Like in my waiting, like there's so much that was happening on that side of things before I ever crossed paths with them, before I ever met them, before I ever knew that he would be become a part of our family. Like things were unfolding and happening that led to the moment that he was placed mm. in our family, you know? And I'm like, yep, from yep. the moment I started my family journey to like, and so I, it's like God was working and orchestrating things and allowing things and and bringing people together and, and tying relationships and all these things that like, if I would have just had what I thought I wanted the day I wanted it, you know, those things mm. never would have happened. And now I'm like, I can't yeah. imagine any other way, you know? So that's just like one way that I feel like God was kind in allowing me to kind of see that. And sometimes you don't always see, like, I don't really understand the ways you were working, but I'm thankful to have, you know, to have like what I do now or whatever. But I think what was really sweet about yeah. going through the adoption process was being able to kind of a little bit. See, there's probably tons of work he was doing that I never even saw. Right. But to be able to look mm, back and yeah. like, wow, like this, this period of years waiting, like now I understand why yeah. certain things and some things I still don't understand, but there are pieces that you can kind of be like, Oh God had to work through all that to even get to us to this point. It wouldn't have happened, you know, if had I had it not happened this way. So it's just like kind of a reminder, like sometimes you do get to see even little bits and pieces of like, Oh, yeah. that's how you were working. You know, and sometimes you don't, but just know that it is a, like it, it, he is. And I think just hearing that occasionally can be encouraging because sometimes we don't always see it, you know? Exactly. Oh no, I love that you said that. But it, sometimes we don't. And, mm-hmm. and, and that's really hard for us, but God does give us glimpses. Mm-hmm. And I think if anything, we can hold on to the fact that, you know, God has his, his steadfast overarching promises. Mm-hmm. And I think the more we dwell on that and then we just live in the now, the more we can be secure mm-hmm. in, in what he has for us and in his will for us, because it can be really easy to deviate. Yeah. But again, in the waiting, God sanctifies you if you, mm-hmm. if you let him, if you lean into that waiting, mm-hmm. because don't we want to be more like Christ? Mm-hmm. It's hard, but don't we want to be? And that's, that's a big way he sanctifies us. Yeah, it's so true. This has been so good. I'm like, we could probably talk for like another hour. <laughs> I'm sure there's totally. so much we could relate <laughs> on. But I really am thankful for the book that you've written and the work you're doing and just just mm-hmm. the way that you, you so like punctually and speci- like, and um, what's the right word, like concisely, but really like clearly speak into this topic, because I think this is something that mm-hmm. we really struggle with. And just as people yeah. we struggle with and just tackling like the fact that you're just tackling it so well is so, so needed. So I'm thankful for that, for the work you're doing and that you're doing that. I'd love if you can share where can everyone find your book, surrender your story, and where can we follow you and learn more from you before we wrap up? Absolutely. No, I'm so excited. And like I said, yeah, I could talk about this forever. And Jordan, I feel like we relate on so many levels Mm -hmm. in in this topic too. And I know it's one that reaches everyone. It's, you know, surrender is something that we all need to learn and trusting Mm -hmm. God. We're 
you know, we'll never fully <laughs> reach it. We're always still learning. But yeah, surrender your story. You can find this book anywhere books are sold. Amazon is obviously everyone's favorite place. Or you can go to surrenderyourstory.com and there's um, a free chapter. There's a discussion guide. There's so many fun goodies there and more links if you like other retailers. And um, yeah, you can hang out with me on Instagram at Miss Tara Sun. And I have a podcast, Truth Talks with Tara. And yeah, just awesome. honored, Jordan. I've loved you and she and um I, I'm, just, I'm just thrilled god is so cool to connect us so thank you for having me well so so honored to get to you know share a little bit of your story with my community and i just know this will be such a blessing to so many whatever they're walking through or waiting on and so thank you for taking the time truly and um yeah we'll well, I mean, I feel like I'm like, gosh, there's like three other things I want to ask, but I want to be concise. So we might have to <laughs> yeah. do like a part two sometime. But all of that said, yes. you guys go follow Tara, follow her story, grab her book. If you're walking through a season of feeling like God isn't moving or I'm feeling stuck or things aren't happening, this might be a really, really great resource for you. So Tara, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's been such a blessing chatting with you. Thank you so much, friend. I'd love to hear from you. It makes me so happy to see you tuning into this show. So if you're on Instagram, let me know what your favorite part of the show was by taking a screenshot of the episode you've tuned into and share it on your story. Tag me at Jordan Lee Dooley and tell me what your favorite quote or takeaway from today's show was so that I can see what's helping you and even feature what you share. This keeps me inspired and encouraged to keep creating new content. And it's a great way to share something that your friends might love too. I can't wait to see you in Instagram world, my friend. Thanks for tuning in. To learn more about the She Podcast or to get involved in Jordan's growing community, visit jordanleedooley.com. Thanks for joining in today. Until next time, remain committed to intentional choices that refine your heart, faith, health, and work because your story is much too important to settle for anything less. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free, shopify.com slash podcast free. (laughs) 